Well, my phone exploded last night, uh, a little after 6.30, when four plays into his New York Jets uh, career, Aaron Rodgers gets sacked and blows out his Achilles, ending his season. And I mean, let's be honest, okay? Anybody who follows this franchise as long as I have, I mean... As soon as you see this, you look and you're like, yep, that is the most Jets thing that could ever happen to Aaron Rodgers. And again, as a fan of this team, and I, and, and again, my, my phone would, would not stop yesterday and today from people. It's been crazy. Um, you know, it's, uh, what can I tell you, folks? I've seen it all and nothing ever ceases to amaze me. When it comes to this particular franchise. What a way to start us off. And by the way, they won the game. How about that? They forced four uh, turnovers from Josh Allen. And they played uh, inspired football in the second half. And Garrett Wilson made one of the greatest catches I've ever seen in my entire life. And then an undrafted rookie returns a punt in overtime for the victory who, by the way, was profiled on Hard Knocks. He was one of the major focal points. So um, I guess it could be worse. I mean, if the Jets would have gotten blown out like the Giants did after Rodgers went down and the Bills would have just annihilated them out there at MetLife, then it would really be a, a pretty sad day. But the fact is, they came back and beat the Buffalo Bills. And I have an Aaron Rodgers jersey that is on order that is getting shipped here as we speak, which I was hoping I would have had by yesterday so I could have worn it to the alehouse. But that jersey's coming, and it can't be returned. And so be it. That is, you know, listen, that is part of the uh, part of the process. I mean, it really is nothing you can do. And the truth is, um, you know, the Jets. Hey, um, you could you could talk about their offensive line woes, the wet turf, freak injury. I mean, football players don't uh, generally tear their Achilles very often. I mean, this is a it is a freak thing that happened. It really is. I mean, I've seen guys get obliterated by hits fifty times worse than Rogers, and they just pop right up and get right back to playing. So yeah, just a uh, freak occurrence, which could only happen to one particular franchise. Your New York Football Jets, who are now one to zero. Adrian, I thought a lot about this after the injury, and first I was just hoping it was an ankle, but then when they showed the replay and you watch the calf move the way it did, you're like, oh, that's not good. That is not good. And it was so interesting when Aaron Rodgers stood up, and I think that was when he felt it, and probably took it all in, looked around, saw the eighty thousand people that were there. And realized he's done. I mean, that was it. his season's over. And then he sat back down when reality hit him that you know his Achilles was popped and the Jets' season pretty much uh, you know gone as well. You could tell me all you want about um, you know Zach Wilson during Sports Center, but um, Garrett Wilson scored that touchdown. That was not because of a great Garrett Wilson pass. That was an incredible tipped ball that I've never really seen before. And I felt like player after player kind of bailed them out 
in that situation, including the defense, that played terrific. But what a gut punch. This is why it is so difficult to root for certain teams. Because even when you think they have a chance, it's like somebody put it best. They said maybe Joe Namath made a deal with the devil when he won Super Bowl three, And the deal is, yep, you can win, but your franchise will never win again. You will never go to another Super Bowl. Even when you think that you've made the right moves and uh, you have a chance, um, I will find a way to shatter it for you and all the fans. So at this point, I don't know. I believe kind of everything. But, yeah, it, it really stinks to be, uh, to be a Jet fan today knowing they're 1-0. They still have a great defense. They still have a really good running game. They still have a good supporting cast. But, unfortunately, they have a quarterback that, in my mind, needed a lot more than four weeks of Aaron Rodgers in training camp to try and turn his performance around so that he can resurrect his career. I believe in curses, Steve, and unfortunately, the New York Jets are cursed. Uh, Mm -hmm. It is maybe it's recency, but I I feel like this is probably the lowest blow because you you reflect back. It's 12 seasons of zero playoff appearances, uh, countless whiffs on quarterbacks, right? It started with Geno Smith. uh, Then there was Mark Sanchez, who had a little bit of success at times. Sam Darnold, who had zero success and Zach Wilson, which, man, if I have to watch another Zach Wilson football game, I, I'm it's not I'll be honest with you Steve it's not going to be one of the four uh, games I'm watching on the quad box for YouTube TV for sure every time Zach Wilson is quarterbacking for the Jets because that yesterday it was more of what we saw last year it was yeah. all of what we, we already saw this story I, I don't want to hear this uh, narrative from the Jets side of things that he got a chance to learn from Aaron Rodgers he's going to no I, we've already seen this run in rodeo before Aaron Rodgers was uh, going to bring this organization and franchise stability at quarterback, something it's lacked. And he was kind of that light at the end of the tunnel. He brought Dalvin Cook in. He was the one who brought Alan Lazard in. He he brought this team mm-hmm. so much momentum going up to this point. And to, for all of it to be taken away, four snaps into the season is just sad. It's a yeah, curse it uh, of for the New York Jets. And you know what, Steve? One of the bright spots yesterday was Brees Hall. If, yep. if uh, they had won this game with Aaron Rodgers as, at the quarterback position, we'd be talking about Brees Hall being a star-featured back and maybe uh, with the upside of being a top-10 running back in the NFL But when the season's over. True, very true. And by the way, the only thing Aaron Rodgers didn't do was get make sure that they put together a good enough offensive line around him so that a 38-year-old doesn't have to miss an assignment and ultimately, um, you know, Rodgers takes a hit that results in him uh, – tearing his Achilles and that's what ends up happening so yeah I, I've, I, I've evaluated my teams that I root for in sports and that's another issue that's a bigger problem right now because think about it I don't root for the Yankees I root for the Mets Mets haven't won a World Series since I was 13 years old okay they've played in two since which I'll give them credit for they haven't won since 86 and again I remember that well because I was 13 at the time. What was I, in uh, seventh or eighth grade? Something like that, okay? Might have been eighth grade by then. I think it was eighth grade by October of 86. Um, I don't root for 
The Giants, who have won multiple Super Bowls in the last 15, 20 years, I root for the Jets, whose last Super Bowl came four years before I was born. And like I said, they've had AFC Championship game losses, most recently the back-to-back years with with, uh, Mark Sanchez, who's better known for the butt fumble than he is the two trips to the championship game. But that's a fact. Um, And I also root for the Knicks, who despite losing to the Rockets and the Spurs in the NBA Finals in the 90s and uh, 2000, um, they haven't won an NBA Finals since 73, and I believe it was like literally a day or two before I was born was the last time they won the NBA championship when they beat the Lakers. And then there's the Rangers, who won in 94, broke the curse, have been back since, but have not been able to hoist the Stanley Cup since. And you can add the Padres, thanks to the Chihuahuas. I root for the Padres, who have never won a World Series, although they were at least in one in 84, but um, they've never won. And I want to see UTEP win. And we already know about that story. God help us all. So, yeah, as you might imagine, last night, as I was driving home from the L house and the Jets were down a touchdown before they came back to win, I was in deep thought and I was completely evaluating the sports teams I root for. And now you understand why, as a talk show host and a member of the media, it is so hard for me to root for anybody because the teams I root for, um, unfortunately, are losers. They are. It's just a reality. All the New York teams suck. UTEP hasn't won. And the Padres are a big disappointment, too. So, essentially, that's why I'm starting to think maybe I just don't root anymore. Maybe I just do the show. I enjoy the show. And I give up all my favorite teams. And I just enjoy watching sports. But with no rooting interest, I can't get disappointed anymore by 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 things like uh, you know events like last night, maybe Adrian, that is the way to do it. So that's what I'm trying to decide. I'm at the L House. Frank the Tank is next to me at the table. He's talking about how he used to buy 60 tickets for UTEP football games, and now he doesn't have them anymore. And he's sick and tired of it. And he's giving me it was he Frank was talking to me for an hour yesterday during the Jet game, and I'm like Frank, I. I, I my quarterback is dead. Can I at least watch the game and see what's going to happen? And maybe I should have paid more attention to Frank because it would have taken my mind off of everything that was going on because I was listening to him tell me about how, you know, he's done as a minor fan, even though he's been supporting him forever and buys tons of tickets. So it was one of those nights. It was one of those nights, Adrian, at the L House. Thank you for the chicken fajita tacos. Those those did feel a little bit – they didn't taste as good as they would have had – Aaron Rodgers been healthy, but at least, you know, it was it was good last night. That was probably the highlight of my night at the L House. That and the crowd and, and all the giveaways that we had. Not to pile on on this one, Steve. Go ahead, um, pile on. I'll pile on, okay? Uh, we also are like transplant Green Bay Packers fans with yep. all of this, right? Because good Aaron point. Jones, we're fans of his, and yep. we, we want the organization to do well. Because of Aaron Rodgers' injury uh, and because he will not play 65% of the snaps this season, that draft pick that goes back to Green Bay, instead of it being a first-rounder, it now becomes a second-round pick. Uh, So 
the Green Bay Packers do not get the full max value of Aaron Rodgers either. That is the only silver lining for the Jets in all of this, is that they don't have to surrender a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers. That's but right. look what they've given up. They've already given up two number twos. And for a guy that played four plays, who might not play again. Now, I believe Aaron Rodgers will play again. I believe Aaron Rodgers will recover and rehab and want to come back next year as the Jets' number one. There is no way, given the amount of love and celebrity that he has received in New York, that he is going to go out and end his career last night the way it did. I don't believe that. Not him. I don't see that. I think he is going to rehab, and I think he is going to come back, and he's going to play. I honestly believe that. Everybody tells me Aaron Rodgers is done. Not necessarily. Just don't think that he's going to want to let his career end on a taste like that last night. Here's how I would say that. I agree to the fact that he will not be done with football, but could Robert Sala find his way out as the Jets quarterback if they don't have success this year? No. And, well, no. hey, I, this is a league right now, Steve, that is unforgiving. He is 12-23. and 23. I believe in him as a defensive mind, but he put a lot of stock in Nathaniel Hackett for the offensive side. Well, so I'm just flagging this right here. I'm he, not saying it's going to happen. I'm just flagging it. He put stock in Nathaniel Hackett because of Rodgers. Okay. Right. Yes. Correct. And and Woody Johnson spent seventy five million on Aaron Rodgers. Now, if he failed with Aaron Rodgers, that's one thing. But I think everybody understands what he's working with right now, and it's not much. It is not much. So you give him a pass, right? I or, do. Or hey, how about you know what was the greatest yesterday? Did you see the play when when um did you see the play yesterday um when and this was hilarious. Um, Wilson throws an interception that reminded me exactly of one of Gavin Hardison's picks. Okay, like 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 he looked right to the receiver and threw up just a, a ball that was uh, had no business being thrown. And then they show Salah, they show Wilson, and they zero in on two Jet fans, and one of them is giving the finger to um, to Wilson. And I'm like, that in a nutshell sums up. Every Jet fan's feeling on the night. And then, of course, what happens? They come back in the second half, play inspired football, and they win the game. But I was like, that is the perfect way to sum up what this night was turning into, except they reversed it. They didn't let the adversity get the best of them. Instead, they came back, they showed some moxie, and they ended up winning the game uh, against Buffalo. Yeah, they looked good yesterday in trying to rally back do I think other defenses will adjust to Zach Wilson? 100%. I saw that screen grab of the bird being flipped, and I also loved all the memes. I mean, yesterday, oh all the Zach Wilson stuff. And you know what? The, the My favorite one was Garrett Wilson trying to, like, pump up Zach Wilson on the sideline. Like, dude, you could do this. You could do this. And you could just see Zach Wilson like, man, I have no clue what I'm doing right now. Yep, absolutely right. Let me uh, take a call before we go to break, and that would be Orly, who's first up today on this uh, Tuesday edition of the show. Orly, what's happening? I thought about you last night, but I didn't want to call you. Well, you should have. Everybody else did. You might as well have joined the fun. No, I wait. No, it's no fun because you never want to see anybody get hurt. And you know what? The way he got hurt, we go back to the to the argument: Do they need to get rid of our artificial turf? And go back to natural turf. Would that would that have helped? It may have gave it a little bit more give. Yeah, I mean uh, we don't we don't truly know if that would have helped or not. But I will tell you this much: I do miss the fact that we we hardly see any natural turf in the NFL anymore. That stinks. Yeah, and I think they need to go back to that. Who knows? It may have hurt, helped a little bit better. 
because they're grass, uh, artificial. Yeah. So, but you know what? I, I know your feeling because when Garoppolo started his second year, we lost him the second game of the season. And technically, that was our season. Mm-hmm. We went six, six in, uh, what, six, uh, six and 12 or something like that. Six yeah. and, it was just yeah. a bad year. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sorry, because I like your coach. I think he's a class act. I think he's uh, Well, yeah, he uh, came from the 49ers. You should like him. Yeah, class act. And um, he got the 49ers rolling on that defense. Yep. And they've kept it uh, three years, three different coaches now. So he was the foundation of that of that great defense. Do you think I should just give up rooting for sports teams altogether and, and just enjoy watching sports, but just have zero rooting interest because it's so frustrating? You know, you've got you, well, you are snake bit. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, look at the teams I root for. Yeah. I mean, I thought I was bad. At least the Giants win. My 49ers win. Uh, I'm not a big basketball fan, but I'm a UTEP fan. And at least you got to look at this. In the 80s, you got to witness great basketball down here. I did. You got to win, You got to witness a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, basketball, we got it. We're in a great conference, great competition, and so you got to enjoy that. You got to see some championship caliber basketball then. Appreciate the call. I don't know if I feel better or not, but you're right. Eighties was a good a good decade for basketball. Eighties and early nineties, I'll take it early. Thank you, Daniel. I'll get you on the back side of the break. Question I'm asking here in hour number one: Should I give up rooting for sports uh, and just enjoy watching it? That is, and I'm and I'm being 100 percent serious. I really am. I mean, this could be my sports midlife crisis. It's very possible that last night was just between that and UTEP so far this season. Should I just not take a rooting interest and just enjoy watching the games and not live and die by a team like I do? Would that make the experience that much better? Um, I've got two lines open. 505-6009. 505-6009. Also, you can connect with us on uh, Twitter or X at 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go to Charlie One and get our first traffic update. It's even the El Paso Metroplex. We have a trouble spot. Now, this, this crash just happened and PD on the way out there. We're talking about Delta and Alameda. We have a crash that just happened. Now, not PD control. PD going out to that location. Where are we tapping the brakes? We're tapping the brakes, I-10 West, Paisano to the Juarez Port of Entry. Tapping the brakes, I-10 at Red. I-10 at Transboundary Construction Area, where you're narrowed down to one lane there. Caution there. Tonight, there's a closure going on. Saragossa, northbound and southbound, alternating lane. Closure between Pebble Hills and Montana. Caution here. This somebody brought to you by Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Rimcon. Leo's has a full-service bar. Famous tortilla soup Tuesday through Sunday. That's tonight from 11 to 8. We have the fresh, delicious, affordable, delicious papillas. Family owned and operated. Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Rimcon. Charlie 1, 600. ESPN El Paso. Attention Dallas Cowboys fans, Twin Peaks is giving away epic Cowboys jerseys all season just for catching game day with them. Get to Twin Peaks for every boys game for your chance to win. Ask your Twin Peaks girl for more details. Viva la fiesta! Come celebrate Mexican independence all week with specials on your favorite tequilas, margaritas, and cervezas now through Saturday. 
Twin Peaks eats, drinks, scenic views. The Borderland is a special place, and we are lucky enough to call it home. But our best attraction isn't our food, culture, or sunsets over the Franklin Mountains. It's our people. This community that we call familia. When a loved one gets injured in an accident or on the job, we take it personal. We fight for this community of El Paso every day, getting you the compensation you deserve. We are Mendes Isaac Jody. Call us today at 915-444-1000. The UTEP Miners battle the UNLV Rebels in the Sun Bowl Saturday, September 23rd at 7. Game sponsored by Las Palmas del Sol. Join UTEP for the first 915 Heroes Night as we pay tribute to educators, first responders, healthcare workers, and military personnel from the borderland. Be sure to check out the military fire and police vehicles on display outside the stadium. Don't miss 915 Heroes Night. Tickets start at just $15. Rise up, 915. Call 747-UTEP-MINERS.COM. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the one million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com. Texting enrolls you in recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. One more rep. You got it. Uh, Ten. Nice work. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics Total Tea makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics, that's the testosterone booster TV ads with Frank Thomas, the big hurt, right? Yeah. The patented key ingredient is Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels. Well, it's clearly working for you. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles to people? Yes. Nugenics is a a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy. And as Frank says, she'll like it too. I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. Just send a text. Text BELT to 231231 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. It's the number one selling testosterone boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now and they'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, their newest, most powerful fat burner ever. Absolutely free. Text BELT to 231231. That's BELT to 231231. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 600 ESPN El Paso. Back here on Sports Talk as we continue. 505-6009. If you're just joining us, yes, after last night's Jets win, I'm still reevaluating my my sports teams and trying to decide after all these years, should I just give up rooting for them and just watch sports and enjoy it and not take any rooting interest? Because the, the Jets, I agree with you, they're cursed. And rooting for a cursed franchise... Seems like it is just, um, it's not worth it. It is not worth it. So, and I'm sure there's other fans that feel like their their franchises are cursed too. Lions, although they're looking up. They've never been to a Super Bowl. Browns, they've never been to a Super Bowl. You know, there's other NFL teams, other sports teams for that matter. Same thing. I mean, at least the Browns had Jim Brown in the 1960s. 
At least uh, UTEP football had Aaron Jones in 2016. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But they never, but they never really won. They had one bowl win, a bowl no. trip with them. That was it. That is it. No, it's just. I mean, that is a cursed program right there. UTEP football is it? Yes, because like they've never brought on a young, up and coming head coach. That is that that goal is to try to win and use UTEP as a stepping stone to launch their career. Now, some people might say that was David Lee, which could be the case because I don't think David Lee had a head coaching job prior to replacing Bob Stoll in 1988. And that was a total disaster when he was here at UTEP. But they've never really gone that route. They've they've. I don't know. They've always gone other other routes when it comes to that. See, I'm looking at David Lee right now, and he was 35 or 36 when he was hired at UTEP. In fact, he's your perfect example. They did exactly what I said they should do when they brought on David Lee. Listen to this. He was quarterback's coach at Tennessee Martin in 75-76, quarterback's coach at Vanderbilt in 77, quarterback's coach at Ole Miss 78-82, to Offensive coordinator at New Mexico in 83. Quarterbacks coach and fullbacks coach at Arkansas, 84 to 87. OC at Arkansas in 88. He gets the job in 89, and he is like 35, 36 years old. And, you know, he never got another head coaching job again. Although, he did, you know, revolutionize the game when he brought the Wildcat into play. And he coached in the NFL with the Dolphins, the Bills, the Jets, the Browns, um, the Cowboys. So, I don't know. I mean, they tried it once, but I'd like to see him try it again, wouldn't you? So, he had a 22% percent winning percentage yep. when he was here at UTEP through five seasons. But, yeah, I would like them to go that route. It it. it, it it has been proven recently among other group of five schools when they promote other yeah. young up-and-comers who are assistants. Maybe, yeah. And also, you know, hey, this is only game three, so let's see what happens uh, well, against UNLV next week. I'm not going to call the Arizona game, but let's call it, Let's wait till next week against UNLV. Maybe they're cursed, too. Who knows? True. All right, let's go to Daniel. He's joining us next as we approach the bottom of the hour. Thanks for waiting, Daniel. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fantastic, Steve. I was going to give you the business, but then I realized that let me be fair and tell you to hold on before you go jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, I'm not going to just – you have to understand this. Now, here's, now here's the difference. There's there's between jumping uh-huh. off the Golden Gate Bridge or and, and what I'm saying. I'm saying that I love sports. I love watching sports. I love watching all sports all the time. That's not going to change, Daniel. So I'm going to absolutely continue to watch sports till the end and love it. What I'm saying is, should I just give up rooting for the teams that I root for because it's just not worth it? Or do you, I mean, because I guess Cowboy fans since 1996 can kind of relate to this, Daniel. Do I, or do I just, you got to hang in there because part of sports is, hey, you root for winners, you root for losers. You just, you, you can't, you can't give up. Okay. This is all you need, Steve, this year. Don't give up on the gist. There's three things they could do to put themselves right back in contention because that defense is just nasty. I agree. Uh, you can go out and get Trey Lance 
you can go out and get Tom Brady. He'll do it because that's a team that w- can win this year with a, a manageable quarterback. Or what's the guy's name that played in uh, Tampa Bay? Then he was in uh, New Orleans a couple uh, – Bridgewater. You can Teddy go Bridgewater. Get Bridgewater. Yeah. Those are manageable quarterbacks, game manageable. Tom Brady brings seven, what, seven or eight Super Bowls to the table, and Trey Lance is young. I think San Francisco gave up on that kid way too soon. Listen, I would love, I would love nothing more than to have Tom Brady in New York. Okay, that would be a fantasy of mine. For one year, while Aaron Rodgers rehabs, lure Brady out of retirement a second time and give the reins to the Jets. That's not happening. I don't think Tom Brady ever wants to play football again, and I don't think he'll ever play as long as he's alive with the Jets. But if he, if, if it's not Tom Brady, then maybe you just, even though they're built to win this year, you give Zach Wilson one more year, and you'll know after this season if he ever has a chance to make it. Because the truth is, if he falls flat on his face again, you'll understand that he's not your guy. And when Aaron Rodgers is done, Go find somebody else instead of hoping that uh, you can turn Zach Wilson into a serviceable starting quarterback. Yeah, I think this year, but I think really, I don't think you should waste this year. Just my opinion on on Wilson. There's there's quarterbacks that can really put you right back into the thick of it immediately without hoping and praying because they have experience. Uh, They're a little more mobile uh, than maybe Aaron Rodgers is. And if you look at all the quarterbacks in the AFC, you have to be mobile, you have to be able to throw on a run, and you have to give your offense more time because you're scrambling around a little bit. That's three or four extra seconds in the pocket. Mm-hmm. So don't give up, Steve. See if they make a major move. Like I said, there's a couple of quarterbacks out there that can put them right back in contention, in my opinion. So don't give up yet. Don't give up hope for this year, okay? All right, Daniel. Thanks for the vote of confidence. Right. I appreciate that. No problem. Yeah. Right. You too. 32 pass as we continue here on Sports Talk. All right. Daniel's saying don't give up. Um, Hang on one second. You know, I thought I had – you know, when I get on the air, I always feel like I mute everything, Adrian. At that time, I didn't mute my my watch, but I had my phone uh, silenced. So my apologies, folks. My apologies. You know what that ring meant? It meant it's time for SportsCenter. Here he is. Adrian brought us with the latest. Thank you, Steve. Let's head over to the baseball scoreboard, and then we'll go back to our website, 600ESPNLPasa.com. First off, let's check out what is going on today in the world of baseball. End of the second inning right now. Actually, I'm sorry. This one is going on uh, out out right now in Chicago, and it's the White Sox all over the Royals, 6-1, to one, top of the seventh, game one of a doubleheader. Also from earlier today, the Yankees defeated the Red Sox 3-2 to two in game one of a doubleheader, makeup from yesterday. Coming up later today, actually, this one just a couple minutes away, Cardinals-Orioles. This one gets started out at Camden Yards. Pirates hosting the Nationals at 435, 440 first pitch between the Braves and the Phillies. The Reds taking on the Tigers tonight. This one held in Detroit and will be a 440 first pitch. Coming up 30 minutes away, Rangers, Blue Jays. This one gets started out at 510. Also at 510, Diamondbacks taking on the Mets. Yankees 
face off against the Red Sox on TBS as part of game two of that doubleheader and the Marlins take on the Brewers. That's all coming up in the next hour. Coming up later tonight, Padres taking on the Dodgers ESPN Plus. We'll have the coverage of this one as San Diego took the first game of that series yesterday. Going over to our website, 600ESPNElPaso.com. Check out the latest involving UTEP football as uh, this one is up on the website right now. UTEP football offensive woes. Can Dana Dimmel ignite an early season turnaround offensively? That's up on the website right now at 600ESPNElPaso.com. That's look at your Sports Center update. I'm Adrian Bradas. All right, Adrian. Thank you very much. 34 now past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. Still to come, Bernie Olivas and the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Watch. That's going to join us uh, in our 5 o'clock hour. And then we'll get to John Teicher and Utah football with Dana Dimmel. That will be live from Hudson's Grill, 1770 Lee Trevino. All right. Meanwhile, I'm looking at some of the messages coming in. Here they are. Adrian had enemy win the number three, who I met last night. He was out. He introduced himself. Sweet. At, um, at, at the house. Guess what Adrian won yesterday? Did he win? The, the Miller Lite thing? He won the Modelo helmet. Oh, that's awesome. He that's did. awesome. He won the Modelo helmet. He says, Steve, I'm a lifelong Vikings and UTEP fan, so I know your pain. I essentially gave up on big wins and celebrate the small wins. That's good advice. Callaway, 007. I thought of Testaverde right away. I think his calf strain may have been a reason the Achilles snapped. And then said, I can relate to you, Steve. I feel whenever I watch the Cowboys, Mavericks, Rangers, Miners, I'm their bad luck and reason for them losing. Don't give up, though. Keep cheering for them. That comes from Callaway. Esteban also chimes in. Esteban's wife is a Cowboys fan. He uh, posts. Whichever team is playing the Cowboys is Esteban's team for that Sunday. Yes, Steve. Stop rooting and just enjoy the game. How about that? Why well, I enjoy the game. I enjoy the game regardless. But Esteban says, stop rooting. Very interesting. Giving me a bit of a different perspective on this and saying, it's t- it's, you know what? Don't do it anymore. Just enjoy sports. Don't, uh, don't have a team. Just enjoy it. So I interpreted this as like you could go on the flip side. Maybe instead of rooting, you could be like a hater and you could be like, oh, hey, Josh Allen, how about that uh, you know, interception that you threw late in the game? Yeah, and, and then you just point out all these things. And on the flip side, maybe you uh, continue to police other fans, Steve, and then you get mad at people uh, for their fandom or lack thereof with other teams instead of being a fan yourself. Maybe that's the case. That is a interesting way of looking at it. I wouldn't have thought about it like that, but that might not be so bad either. Have you ever thought of giving up rooting for the Rams or since they're so fresh oh. off of winning a Super Bowl, you have to you have to keep doing it? I was teetering, Steve, before they won that Super Bowl. Um, it was actually Todd Gurley gave me a sign of life, and then mm-hmm. uh, that was about it. I mean, after the Super Bowl, I feel great. I don't need another Super Bowl in my lifetime. I never thought I would see a Super Bowl. I mean, I saw one, you know, when they beat Kirk, uh, when Kirk Warner was on the team and they yep. beat the Titans, uh, and that was, uh, m- you know, magnificent and magical at that point, but I never thought they would actually get back there, and so the fact that they did, I'm good. You know, ch- I, I, just, I just need another LeBron championship. That's one that I need. Yeah, LeBron, you're happy. Yes. All right. <laughs> Here's my question, and I'm being serious, okay? What will I see first in my lifetime? A Jets Super Bowl? A Mets World Series title? A Ranger Stanley Cup or a 
Knicks Finals Championship or a Miners Bowl win or NCAA Tournament win? What will I see first in my lifetime? Man, it's hard. Hey, the will I will I see none of them in my lifetime because that's also very possible. So if this was on Caesar's odds book right now, I think the betting favorite at plus four fifty would be the New York Knicks, thinking that they could get Joel Embiid, they could get Donovan Mitchell, or they could get Giannis Antetokounmpo as the next superstar who is disgruntled in the NBA. So let me throw the Knicks in that conversation. All right. So you say the Knicks have might have the best odds? Yes. At plus four fifty. Yes, yeah, something like that, or plus five hundred, something like Better that. Better odds than UTEP. Or the other New York teams. How yes. about the Padres uh, World Series? Mm, maybe that, that's an interesting one. Next year, you know, load up, get some better talent, and go on a streak, maybe. Yeah. Or um, or none of the above. Or the Mets. What if they get Shohei Otani? If I'm uh, using that same logic for the Knicks, i got to use the same logic for the Mets. I know. I know. I just wish my sports teams could close like Brian Bird's. Don't you? Don't you wish they could yes. close a title like Brian? He's the man. He is the man. He gets it done. All the time. I'm telling you. That's why I love Brian Birds, folks. I love him because the man is results-driven. And, you know, you need somebody like that. In fact, um, last time I spoke uh, to Brian, I heard about how he and his team uh, helped out with Russ and Ruth. Now, listen, they had a big move ahead because they were selling their Northeast El Paso home and jetting off to another state. So there was no room for error. But then Bryant Birds and his amazing team came in. They listed the home for a cool $205,000, and boom, multiple offers flooding in. With regular updates and a seamless process, Russ and Ruth didn't just sell, they thrived. Brian got him an over-the-list price offer, helped him manage the closing process quickly and securely. I wish Brian Birds could handle sports franchises the way he handles homes. It would be so nice. In fact... Brian Birds and the Brian Birds Home Selling Team, powered by EXP Realty, guarantees to sell your home for a price and deadline you agree to, or he'll buy it himself. So call the official real estate agent of UTEP, El Paso Locomotive FC, and the Rhinos, the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Brian Birds today, 751-1500, online at brianbirds.com, or Google Brian, B-U-R-D-S, and start packing. I'm ABC 7 Stephanie Valle with your top stories on this Monday, September 11th on 600 ESPN El Paso. We remain under an ABC 7 first alert, but it's for increased range. It's the fourth quarter and the clock is winding down. Who are you trusting to win your team the championship? In football, teams trust coaches and captains to guide them on the field. Off the field, put your trust in the Oscar Adietta Agency to guide you through the best insurance bundles for your needs. Contact our friendly staff about putting together a customized auto, home, and life proposal for you today. Team up with the Oscar Addy at the Agency today. Visit OscarAddyAtTheAgency.com or call them at 915-400-6000. CSGCSO Construction Innovations is locally owned and fast becoming El Paso's premier general contractor. With commercial and residential divisions, they'll tackle any job. Call 915-820-5938 or visit CSGCSO.com. 600 ESPN El Paso is Sports Talk Live with Steve Kaplowitz. Minor Talk with Adrian Brada, 600 ESPN El Paso is home to the El Paso Chihuahuas, UTEP football and basketball, the NFL, high school football, 600 ESPN El Paso, and the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. Touchdown! 
Applebee's has the NFL Sunday ticket. Catch all your favorite NFL team Sunday games live at Applebee's all season long. Combine your favorite team with your favorite food and choose from handcrafted burgers, steaks, ribs, seafood, pastas, sandwiches, and more. Score with signature and classic cocktails, beer, wine, and of course the most delicious desserts. And register in any El Paso Applebee's for a chance to win a trip to one of seven Dallas Cowboys home games. Applebee's, cheering good in the neighborhood. In the El Paso Metroplex, a few rough spots that we have right now. I want to go first to Northeast. US 54 North in Hercules. Watch for that slow up there. Have a crash there, US 54 North in Hercules. It's going to be backing up the traffic on those northbound lanes. Also in the central area, Gateways to Geronimo, busy area. We have a crash that just happened, not PD control. Gateways to Geronimo. Jump to the west side, Red and Bear Ridge on the crash again here. Not PD control. Now, while we're on the west side, I tend to Red. Busy traffic right there. I-10 at Trans Mountain, where you're narrowed down to just one lane. Here's single file there. I-10 at Trans Mountain. Then in Central, I-10 West by Sano to the Valles Port. That that the bridge traffic is going to get you there. This update brought to you by Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Remcon, and Leo's has a full service bar. We have the famous tortilla soup, lauchas, fajitas, gorditas, chicken, and mole. Open Tuesday through Sunday from 11 to 8 p.m. That's tonight. Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Remcon, 600 ESPN Join Sun Bowl Executive Director Bernie Olivas every Tuesday at 5 for the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Watch during Sports Talk and only on 600 ESPN El Paso. UTEP football fans, it's time for another season of Minor Talk. After every UTEP football game, catch Minor Talk with me, Adrian Bratis, along with Sal Montes and Zay Galindo. Call in at 915-505-6009 to give your thoughts on the minor game. Interact with the show by downloading our free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app or find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and catch Minor Talk on demand wherever you listen to podcasts. Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arrieta Agency. Attorney Joe Cordell. Business owners and professionals face special challenges in divorce court. In addition to everything else going on, they have to contend with allegations that they are earning more than they are, coupled with claims on their business or practice itself. Clients with assets depend on their divorce lawyer skills in these matters, and that's why it's so important to hire someone that has those skills. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Dallas-Fort Worth area attorneys. Offices in Dallas, Fort Worth, and St. Louis. CordellCordell.com Cowboy season is back! And Speaking Rock is doing it right once again. Join Speaking Rock every week for El Paso's biggest Dallas Cowboys tailgate party on the Outdoor Plaza. Experience the game on their massive outdoor screens where every seat is a great seat. Prizes, drink specials, food specials, and more. It's Speaking Rock's Dallas Cowboys tailgate party this Sunday. Ages 21 and over, see Speaking Rock's Facebook for more info on El Paso's biggest Dallas Cowboys tailgate party. Klein Tools are new at Lowe's, pros. Lowe's knows you want top brands and quality products, and Klein Tools delivers. Right now, get the Klein three-piece Modbox mobile workstation for $319.94 and the Klein five-piece cushion grip screwdriver set for just $34.97, both exclusively at Lowe's. Shop the largest selection of Klein Tools, the highest quality tool brand at Lowe's. Because Lowe's knows tools, Lowe's knows pros. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history. 
and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. Download the 600 ESPN El Paso app now. It's free. Thanks to First American Bank. New to El Paso, but not to the area. Local first since 1903. Our friends at X Minus One and Radiotron, they played uh, this past uh, Thursday, actually Friday night, they played um, their first concert in a while. Hopefully they get back and, and start playing regularly, but good stuff. And they also have some new music we're going to get a chance to play for you here on the show in the next couple of uh, days and weeks. We're excited about that. 46 past the hour, 505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into the show, 505 505- Six zero zero nine, um, and I think also the other thing about the Aaron Rodgers injury in the Jets game yesterday is, for at least a couple of hours, it did take my mind off of the UTEP situation, which was kind of nice and refreshing. Like as bad as it's been for UTEP, once Rodgers went down, I'm like, oh look, something even worse that just happened. That was that was refreshing, Adrian. I I got to take my mind off of something. Uh, that has been bothering me for the last three weeks, and now something that's going to really make me sick for the next 17 weeks is going to be happening. Okay, if I went through your phone, Steve, and I looked at your search history, did you search Matt Ryan yesterday? No. Did you search Carson Wentz yesterday? No. Did you search Nick Foles yesterday? No. Did you search Jameis Winston yesterday? Absolutely not. Okay, not Joe Flacco, right? I'm going to say no there. Okay, but you had to have thought about, hey, Matthew Stafford was a guy that the no. Jets pursued in the offseason. That is a fact. And Here's they, what I did. Here's what I did. What'd, what you, I did. what'd you look for? I, I was looking to see what Tom Brady's doing on his Twitter account. There we and go. And I saw they were shooting some hoops uh, yesterday, and I'm like, okay, that can work. That can, that can work. That was the first thing I did is, what's Brady up to right now? And he posted some video of, on him just shooting baskets. Hey, he's got 16 games ahead of him for the football season, and then he could switch over and help the Knicks as a nice 3 and D player alongside Jalen Brunson. He was splashing those threes with his son. You think they gave Rodgers a, a New York welcome? They would treat Brady. You imagine what Brady would do if he came to New York right now, what the fans would do? They would rename the stadium to Tom Brady Stadium. How long would it take for Brady to get hurt? Oh, man. I don't even want to think that's, of that. That's the, isn't that the yes. sick, sad part about being a Jets fan, though? That's yes. the first thing you think about is, oh, that'd be great. How long until he gets hurt? Or until he fizzles out and flames out and doesn't work out, just like the other guys. But, I mean, even you, you look at uh, another guy like Brett Favre, right? Because everybody looked at the path that Aaron Rodgers took, and they mirrored it to Brett Favre. He had a successful season that first season with the Jets. His and, only season with the Jets. And then he tore his bicep. And that was it. And now it's another cursed quarterback here like Aaron Rodgers. That's right. That is absolutely 100% correct. Adolfo gets into the program. I feel for you, buddy. But look, the Braves always have room for new fans. LOL. Things will get better. Enjoy sports and enjoy life. Hashtag life is too short. He's right. 
He's right. Anyway. Jacoby Brissett? No. Uh, Andy Dalton? No. Okay. No. Just checking. Here's my. Here's what I want, okay? I want one of two things as a Jets fan. I want either Brady, who's not going to happen, or trot out Zach Wilson for the rest of the season so we can finally be done with him if he doesn't if he hasn't improved at all. And I don't think he has. I think he's still going to be a disaster. So if that's the case, move on from him. Give Rodgers the job until he doesn't want it, and then when he's ready to leave, go find somebody else to quarterback the team. I mean, but we saw it last year. What more do you need to see from Zach Wilson? We're going to see it next week. I'll, I'll tell you exactly how it's going to go. Oh, it's yeah. going to be bad. Oh, it's it, going to be really bad. And Micah Parsons is going to have a field day. And maybe Diggs will get a pick. Maybe uh, Gilmore will get a pick as well. I mean, it's, it's not going to be good, man. No. Zach Wilson's not good. But you know what? I know something. I think the Jets defense is going to have some fun with Dallas, too. I think yeah. that's going to be the fun part. I think it's going to be a better game than people think just because of the Jets defense, unlike the Giants. They'll come ready to play. Man, that Jets defense is fantastic. Sauce Gardner, by the way, He's amazing. Um, him going up against Stephon Diggs and then Diggs getting that call penalty, you know, that penalty late pushing off. That's the only way Diggs could get separation from him. He was glued. Sauce Gardner was glued to Stephon Diggs, one of the top receivers in the NFL. And this is year two for Sauce Gardner. Yeah, but then they started putting DJ Reed on him, and the next thing you know, um, you know, uh, Diggs having a field day against DJ Reed. And yeah. that was the other thing that bothered me is, you know, they don't have another uh, shutdown corner opposite sauce. They really don't. No, and, and even though uh, Quincy Williams is somebody who I, I kind of like on that team, yeah, he's not Sauce Gardner. He's that guy. Uh, Jordan Whitehead's got to help more on those soft coverage situations where uh, Stefan Diggs was g- pretty much getting every pass that he wanted. Hey, Whitehead had three picks yesterday, all right? I'm, I'm, very, I'm very happy with Whitehead. In fact, I thought that Jordan Whitehead was actually uh, Josh Allen's uh, best receiving target yesterday. Because they connected with each other three different times. On the flip, yeah, and I hear what you're saying there. And by the way, Whitehead, those three picks were fantastic. Just wanted him to help up a little bit more on those final plays. But by the way, Bills did not look good, Steve. I left that game a little disappointed in the Bills. And Josh Allen. Josh Allen looked awful. Absolutely awful. And there are rumblings right now that... Even though, from a fantasy standpoint, Josh Allen is considered one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy football, he is a pick machine. And yesterday, you could say that so many of those interceptions were unforced. He's the reason why the Jets stayed in that football game. You know, you think about uh, their run game, James Cook and Damian Harris. I thought that was the strong point of the Bills' offense yesterday. And I, I just am not very you know, very impressed with some of their secondary receivers beyond Stephon Diggs. Not really impressed with the tight end uh, play that we saw, although Dalton Kincaid, the rookie, maybe he comes along uh, throughout the season. But uh, left this game a little underwhelmed with the Bills, even though it's game one, even though it's obviously going to be a long season with this squad. Yeah, you're right. It's just going to be, uh, it's going to be tough, uh, tough in Buffalo, New York. If they stick with uh, Zach Wilson, it's going to be difficult too. I saw that uh, Mina Kimes said that sticking with Wilson is a big mistake. I just don't think there's anybody else not named Brady that can just jump into this situation and do better than Zach Wilson. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's. I mean, nobody that's retired. Or free agent-wise, I can see other than number 12, TB12, that could really go in there and be ready to play. 
I don't see it. I don't know, man. Zach Wilson's pretty bad. There were some games last year where Mike White was outplaying him. And I yes. don't, I, I'm not putting Mike White in like a tier with some of these other retired veteran quarterbacks. I mean, even somebody who was recently cut like Colt McCoy, maybe he could help out, uh, you know, the Jets better than Zach Wilson. I, I don't know, man. I'm just not a Wilson fan whatsoever. Well, I'm not either. But you want to know something? If they believe that they can mold him into a quarterback, this could be the final the final straws, that they give him a team that's loaded with vets, loaded with talent, and if he can't do it now, they realize that he's not going to do it in two years. He's not going to do it ever. That's, that's all I'm saying. So if they're winning games, but the only thing holding them back, just like last year, is Zach Wilson, you wouldn't want them to get a quarterback? No, because... I don't see anybody right now that could help them. Okay, I'll give you a better question. Do you think that um, Colt McCoy could help the Jets win and go to the playoffs? Probably not. That's no, what I mean. Like, not. And none of the names you mentioned earlier are going to get the job done. No, And I would not give a number one pick for Matt Stafford, which is why I would say no to Stafford. I'm not trading a number one to get him. No, definitely not. I would never do that. Maybe like a third or a fourth. All right, fine. But I don't think that I don't, but I don't see the Rams doing that. Yeah, I don't see them either. So uh, they're just in a bad situation right now. You're going you're to have to go every single team's backup and think, is this guy better than Zach Wilson right now? And maybe there's two or three of them who yeah. you can make an argument for that. What are you going to do, bring in Cooper Rush? Please. That's no. what I'm saying. You can't do that either. All right, one hour in the books. When we come back, it's the uh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Watch with special guest Fred Albers. He'll be with us today here in our 600 ESPN El Paso, River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studios. Stay tuned for that next 600 ESPN El Paso. sure and UTEP football with Dana Dimmel coming up here at the bottom of the hour from uh, Hudson's Bar and Grill, 1770 Lee Trevino. In the meantime... Uh, Fred Albers, our special guest this week, a uh, longtime El Paso sportscaster, turned voice for uh, PGA Tour Radio. And uh, Bernie, welcome back. Good to see you as well. And uh, looking forward to what should be a fun 30 minutes right now talking little uh, college football. Hey, we got a couple of conferences that are doing pretty well in their pre-conference uh, schedules. Uh, Pac-12, hard to believe. They've lost four games as a conference in the first three weeks. That's pretty good for the last year they're going to be a conference. Yeah, maybe it's a nice swan song, right? Could be. It's a nice one. We song. could possibly have the last Pac-12 game ever at the Tony the Tiger Symbol on December 29th. Possibly. I, I believe history in the making. Everybody from around college football should convene in El Paso to see the last ever Pac-12 team compete. I agree. I agree. So, it, it's history. It is history. That's, that's very true. Uh, nice job bringing Fred with you this week. I like that. We got a chance to have uh, somebody that uh, has, um, you know, what, what, five or six decades worth of sports experience in El Paso. Okay, let me clear this up. I was not the first pick. I get a phone call <laughs> at 3.30 this afternoon saying, Fred, is there any way you could? And so, yeah, I'm here and I got an early flight out to go to work tomorrow morning. Where are you going to work? I'm going to Napa, California this oh, week. Oh, tough life. What tournament's there? Uh, the Fortnite Championship, the first uh, tournament of the of the fall schedule. Do you get uh, plenty of wine in Napa <laughs> while you're there? Well, every week on the PGA Tour, there's lots of stuff available to all the announcers, and this is a good week. Has a great trophy. the The trophy looks like a wine cask. Really? Uh huh. We made friends with a guy who owns a winery who hosts all the announcers uh, one night and yeah. gives us a tour and samples. What's the best uh, stop as far as hookups for the announcers by far? 
What do you mean by hookups? That sounds vulgar. Well, you know, okay, well, I'm not, first off, get your head get your head out of the gutter. I'm talking about, like, you know, you said that they always treat the announcers good. So what is your favorite place as far as, like, like perks that they just, you're like, well, I love yeah, that. Yeah, the yeah, announcers yeah, really get yeah. taken care so, of. Well, uh, that sounds bad, too. The announcers <laughs> get... Uh, get your get, mind out yes. of the gutter. Get, get, uh, they get something very good. What is it? So uh, the best food is, is uh, usually at the BMW, which travels around the country. Uh, the Travelers Championship up outside of uh, Providence, no, uh, up outside of, of Boston, uh, they give you a gift every day. So you're there for five days. They come out with a with a gift. They drive down to New Haven on Saturday night to get a special pizza. Uh, New Haven is famous for its pizza. But just as far as a, a favorite stop, it's hard to beat Pebble Beach. Okay. Pebble Beach is just tremendous. I'm going there uh, from Napa. I go from Napa to Pebble Beach. I know you loved all your years in sports, whether it was at seven or nine here in El Paso, but is it hard to describe just how incredible it is getting a chance to, to really spend the second half of your career uh, doing the PGA Tour events? Yeah, when they write about uh, sports casting miracles, my name should be there because there's, uh, I, I just got in, incredibly lucky to, to slide into a slot when it was available. But I still miss doing stuff uh, in El Paso. I still go to high school football games. No, stop uh, Ke- it. Kevin Lovell and I you know, used to, Kevin would, come on, Fred, let's go to a high school football game. Or Kevin was big on Aggies. He'd, we'd drive up and watch a New Mexico State game. I, I still go to UTEP football, UTEP basketball. Uh, I miss being, uh, you know, I was more a part of the community uh, back then. I, I really liked uh, Friday nights. Bob Nitzberg and I hosted the first uh, Friday night uh, football show in 1980 on Channel 13. Do you miss the hours? So there's long hours in, in golf announcing, really long hours. You know, TV guys work, you know, a two-and-a-half-hour shift. Uh, my shift is seven hours, and I get there two hours before my shift starts. So, uh, Well, but, there's, it's, but it's different. Like you're it working, is different. You're, you no, know, it, is, it is different. I was in the office, you know, 90% of the time at 9 and at 7, and I'm always uh, on the road. And it, it, it's a great job. I've had two great phases of, of my career. That, that is Absolutely true. And how many people, how many people in radio would love to have uh, a national presence? And I had, this is the only radio show I have ever had. I have never worked radio at the local level. And the day that Channel 9 lets me go, the next morning, an executive from uh, uh, Sirius XM says, Fred, how would you like to host a, a, a show, your own show? I mean, <laughs> I'd love to, but I got no radio experience. That's okay. We've heard you do play-by-play. You're fine. Well, do you want to do it? I said, I'll do it, but I'm telling you, I've got no experience. They put me on early on a Saturday morning. I wasn't very good and got a, a little better. So this is going to be my uh, 19th year. Wow. That's an even more incredible. Yeah. How many years in TV? 40, a little more than 40 from uh, 19, what was it, 1977 until... All right, so you're like 46, so 46 years total in broadcasting. Yeah. All right, that's pretty good. I think I can make it to 52. That would be a good goal. Very nice. All right, good. I think good. I can do it. Good. Uh, Bernie, we're going to be playing uh, some games, uh, picking games with, uh, with Fred, uh, and that's going to be fun. By the way, Anthony uh, Martinez uh, with us uh, from uh, Chick-fil-A. He's been on a roll. The first couple of weeks, he's been texting me his, his results, and he's beating all of us right now. He's, he's averaging eight to nine wins a week. That's, I, I understand. Of course, you know, we're taking chances. I'm just trying to beat you two guys because that, uh, by the way, Adrian, thank you so much for lunch last week. There it is. Uh, thank you so much. You know, we're playing for lunch here, and uh, Adrian, that was fantastic Chick-fil-A sandwich, that new sandwich is awesome. 
You know what? It was a good omen, Bernie, because after I fed both you all, after I treated you to the lunch that I owed you both, yes. I came out with a nine point uh you know success. That's this true. Nine week. out of ten. Nine out of ten. See what happens when you're, you when you're generous. By the way, you were great. The honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich. We had three of those. And then Bernie washed it down with the caramel crumble milkshake. How was that? That was incredible. I would go back. I know my doctors wouldn't like that. I know my sugars went out of control, but you know, once in a while, that's not so bad. What do you think, Fred? I can't believe Bernie did that. I don't. You know, I travel a lot with Bernie. Bernie likes to go to golf tournaments, and I like Bernie's company. And he, he, he drives for me uh, every once in a while. So, I, you do really have a milkshake? It's incredible. You got to try right. that one. Right. That one is really good. Yeah, he did. Um, before we pick games, and we're going to start doing that here in, in, in just a minute, um, well, well, we'll throw the trivia question out uh, during the break. How is that? We'll give people a chance to, uh, to play. But let's, let's, let's throw some of these uh, games out there because the truth is, Bernie, um, since we're, we have till 5.30, and then John comes out the bottom of the hour from uh, the east side of El Paso and uh, Hudson's Grill, uh, I'm, almost, I'm always worried we're going to run out of time on picking these games. I hear you. So, uh, so let's get a move on. Let's do it. Let's let's start it right now. I like that. Bernie's ready to go, so we are ready to go. First game this week for the Chick Fil A Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl Selectum Contest. Number three, Florida State visiting Boston College. All right. Uh, as far as the um, the particulars go, here we have it for you. Uh, Boston College right now is one and one. O and O in the ACC. Florida State is two and O. This is to be their first conference game as well. Florida State twenty six point favorites. We don't go against the spread. We just give it for information purposes only. But Fred, since you are our special guest, why don't you kick it off and uh, give us your thoughts on who's going to win between FSU and Boston College? Yeah, this isn't really a. This is like an exhibition game. I mean, I think Florida State could play for the national championship. I don't see Boston College even making a bowl game. Uh, Boston College lost to Northern Illinois. Florida State opens with a win against LSU. This is mismatch city. Okay. Uh, all Florida State for you. What about you, Bernie? You know, Boston College is at home. That means something. Does they lost. They lost to Northern Illinois, and Florida State is ranked number three. I'm going with Florida State. All right, uh, Adrian. Yeah, Boston College last week barely squeaked past Holy Cross. Give me Florida State, number three in the country. By the way, uh, the graduating school of one of my favorite golfers, Brooks Kepka. Florida State. There you go. All right, I think we're all in agreement there. We'll go Florida State over BC to start us off. Game number two, and that is going to be uh, North Carolina, ranked 20th in the country, hosting uh, 2-0 Minnesota. So both teams are undefeated. It's at Chapel Hill, UNC, 7.5-point favorites, Bernie. I'm going with uh, Mac Brown and North Carolina. They beat South Carolina. They beat Appalachian State barely. Not so, not so good, I remember. But, mm-hmm. yeah, they're 2-0. I think they're going to be uh, a, a contender in the ACC. I'm going North Carolina. Adrian. Yeah, UNC for sure. All right. Uh, I will also pick uh, North Carolina. I think it's going to be a better game than people realize. I don't think Minnesota's a bad football team, but I'll give the edge to North Carolina at home. Fred, what about you? Have you guys seen Drake May play their quarterback? I watched him uh, last year. He is, I mean, that is a lot of firepower there. North Carolina with an easy win. Okay. Let's go to game number three, and that's going to be 2-1 and one San Diego State visiting 2-0 and oh Oregon State at Corvallis. Uh, again, uh, despite uh, San Diego State's start, uh, the Beavers, 24-and-a-half-point favorites in this one, Adrian. 
Yeah, and you know why. I mean, we just talked about Drake May. How about DJ Uya Ungalale, who previously was a quarterback at Clemson, now is a quarterback with the Beavers. Give me Oregon State in this game. That makes two of us. What about you, Fred? You know, uh, San Diego State was slighted a little bit. They really wanted to get out of the Mountain West and join the pack before the pack dissolved. There could be some hard feelings there, but uh, Oregon State is, is just too good. Beaver right. City. I'm with you on that one. What about you, Bernie? Well, let's make it unanimous. I'm, I'm Oregon State for sure. I think the toughest part about this week's games is that uh, a lot of them seem lopsided. So uh, that means either we're all going to be picking very much similar games or you're going to have to take a couple of chances in order to try to separate and, and win from the pack this week. I think I got a couple of, couple of upsets in the making here. All right, let's find out. Number eight, Washington visiting Michigan State. Uh, this one's at Spartan Stadium in East Lansing. Washington, eighth in the country at 2-0. and Michigan State also 2-0. and They are 16-point underdogs at home. I will uh, stay with Washington. I-, I like them, and despite Michigan State getting more than two touchdowns, which you never hear, given the turmoil with their head coaching situation and what's happening inside the locker room, I think that Washington could come in and, and hammer them pretty good, Fred. Yeah, just a, just a tough situation for the team with, with Mel Tucker. And I'm not saying one's right or, or one's wrong, but it's tough to, to lose your head coach. The team could rally around that and pull an upset, but Washington just scores so many points this year. They're averaging about 50 points a game or so, even on the road. And East Lansing's a tough place to play, but Washington's going to win this game. Okay, Bernie. I don't think there's any – there's no way that I don't think Michigan State can pull this one out. They're just they're just having to they're just in turmoil right now, and I just don't think uh, they'll be ready mentally. All right. So, what about you, Michael Penix? Another good quarterback to talk about. Number eight, Washington. Give me them on the road. All right. So we're all in agreement. Uh, we're four games in as we continue here on Sports Talk. Let's do this. We'll take a timeout before we do trivia, Bernie. Let's give somebody a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl coming up uh, here on the 29th. Awesome. I love nothing better. Remember, December 29th. Noon at the Sun Bowl Stadium. And here we go for two tickets to the game. The Pac-12 currently has eight teams ranked in the top 25. Eight. Can you name the first and last Pac-12 team that was ranked and played in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl? The first team ever played that was ranked and the last team to play in the Sun Bowl from the Pac-12 that was ranked for two tickets to the Tony the Tiger Sumble. 505-6009. That is our telephone number. Can I throw in four tickets to the Chihuahuas tomorrow afternoon at 12 o'clock with those uh, Sumble tickets? You Absolutely. All right. That is courtesy of our friends at Lone Star Title. Both uh, Andy Quintana and Cole Freitag have given us a couple of uh, tickets. They've donated the four-pack, so appreciate that. We'll add that into the mix. Absolutely. How about that? All right. 505-6009 for trivia. Let's go to Charlie 1 for traffic, and then we'll come back and wrap this one up. 17th in the country, and it'll be at uh, Vaught-Hemingway Stadium in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, All this, 19.5-point favorites, Freddie. You know, these are two Sumble teams. I mean, Georgia Tech has played here. Ole Miss played here. Bernie, who did Ole Miss play against in the Sumble? They played none other than, at the time, Texas Western College. Mm-hmm. And UTEP won. Yes, they did. Last bowl win, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Lane Kiffin is, is a good coach. Going to score a lot of points. Uh, people don't realize Tulane's a good football team. That was a good game last week between Ole Miss uh, and Tulane. Uh, I think Lane Kiffin's coaching in the NFL next year, but I think he's going to have a good season at Ole Miss, All right. including a win this week. You got it. What about you, Bernie? Ole Miss pumped 73 on somebody. 
And I love Georgia Tech. I, just, I know they've been one of my favorite teams to come to the Sun Bowl, but I, I just can't. I, and I'm a big ACC guy, but Ole Miss is going to win this one. Big. All right. All right. Um, what about you, Adrian? Oh, Adrian is on the phones trying to get winners. Uh, go ahead, Adrian. Ole Miss. All right. I'll take Ole Miss as well. So we're all in agreement, which then takes us to game number six. It's West Virginia and Pitt, a battle of one-and-one teams in Morgantown. Uh, Pitt, one-point road favorites, Bernie. I think, you know, losing to Cincinnati is not the Pitt style, and I think Coach Narduzzi will get these guys ready. I'm going with Pitt. You are. All right. Pitt it is for you. I'll get to Adrian in a second. First, you, Fred. This is what this is the most competitive game we've, we've picked so far. By far. Uh, Pitt losing to Cincinnati, but that was at home. Uh, West Virginia lost to Penn State. I think Penn State's a really good team. Uh, I'm going to go with West Virginia and take the whole team here. I'm with you. I agree with you as well, and I'll take West Virginia also. Um, and now we'll find out if Adrian is going to go Pitt or West Virginia. And we just got a winner, by the way. So Lance Moya, congratulations. He's going to be enjoying the game tomorrow as well as those Sun Bowl tickets. So way to go, Lance. Um, what do you think, Adrian? Who do you like, Pitt or West Virginia in this one? Give me West Virginia. A little bit of an upset here. All right. So, Bernie, you're on an island as we head to the next game, which is Syracuse and Purdue. Syracuse is 2-0. and Purdue is 1-1. It's going to be played in West Lafayette. Um, and believe it or not, Syracuse, two-and-a-half-point road favorites, Adrian. Give me Purdue. I like their win last week on the road against Virginia Tech. I'm taking them at home this week. So am I. What about you, Freddie? Syracuse 2-0, but they beat Colgate in West Virginia. This is Purdue. All right. Bernie. I'm going with Purdue as well. Wow, we're all unanimous. Nobody believes Syracuse. I like that. All right. Good. Next, let's go back to the Pac-12 and uh, continue with uh, the, I believe, eighth game now as we have it. Uh, This will be... Actually, this is um, game, yes, uh, Stanford and Sacramento State, okay? So uh, Stanford's 1-1, one one, Sac State is 2-0. and oh. No line because Sac State is an FCS team, but we're playing just a straight up here. Adrian, what's going to happen? Uh, give me Stanford at home in this one, going up against Sacramento State, and Stanford also the uh, graduating college of one of the greatest golfers of all time, Tiger Woods. Ah, there we go. Stanford, by the way, I like him too. Despite uh, losing 56-10 to against USC, I think they'll beat the Cardinal, Fred. I'm sorry, I think they'll beat Sac State, I should say. Yes. I, uh, I like the Cardinal. The, the Cardinal isn't nearly what it used to be. The stadium's much reduced. I covered a Super Bowl uh, at Stanford when it was 80,000 people. I still like Stanford. All right. Bernie? Yeah, you know I'm a big ACC fan, so I have to go with Stanford. Oh, my God. That's a good line. I like that. Uh, let's keep it moving. Colorado will be hosting Colorado State. Colorado State's 0-1. Colorado's 2-0. They're 18th in the country. Everybody loves Prime. Uh, they're 23-point favorites, Burn. I think they're real. I think that they're the real deal. They got a couple of really good football, football players on that team. More than a couple. Got to go with Colorado. All right. Colorado it is. Uh, Fred, what about you? Colorado State actively lobbied UTEP out of uh, the, the Mountain West. And I'm not, saying did, that, huh? I'm, I'm not saying that I hold a grudge. It's been 25 years, but I could never pick Colorado State. UTEP would be a far different team if it had been part of that. Uh, I didn't realize that was uh, Colorado State's yeah, doing. Oh, yeah. It was that's... all Colorado State that, that formed that and kicked UTEP out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to hate them forever. You need to uh, hate's a hard word. I'm not going to say hate. 
I can't root for them. You know uh, what? We hate them. Just for you. We, we hate them. Adrian, what about you? Yeah, I'll join in on the hate. I'm going with Colorado. All right. We're all in agreement, which takes us to our final game of the week, Fresno State and Arizona State. Fresno State's 2-0. ASU is 1-1. Uh, it's in Tempe, and Fresno is three-point road favorites, Fred. I like Fresno State here. Uh, Arizona State is, is in a transition with, with coaches. Anytime that a city gets a, a new NFL team, the college program automatically drops lower. That's what happened at, at Arizona State. It's not nearly what it used to be uh, in the past. This will be a huge win for Fresno State. Okay, Fresno State it is. Burn. I am going to go with the heat in Tempe, and I am going to go Arizona State. I think that's the one the one that I thought my upset All right. especially. I like it. Um, Adrian. UTEP and Arizona have a late-night game. This is a late-night kickoff as well, but give me the group of five team out of California, Fresno State. All right. We take Fresno State. Bernie uh, will take ASU, which then gives us the tiebreaker. How many points scored during the Florida State-BC game, Fred? Uh, say 56 to 10, so we'll say... Uh, 66. Okay. 66 Let's it just is. round it to 65, so I there remember what I picked. There you go, 65. Bernie. I'm going a little bit lower. I'm going 59. 59. Adrian. I went low, 50. I went 52. Okay, so there we go. Those are the uh, points, and believe it or not, we're almost out of time right now. Fred, you said you're going to be hitting the road tomorrow, and uh, come back and do it. Hey, have, you ever, have you ever hosted Sports Talk? No. Would you like to? Yeah, yeah if, if, I'm, if I'm here in town. Do All I get right. a co-host? We'll give you a co-host. It'll either be me or Adrian. How's sure. that? Oh, I like Adrian. All right, yeah, that, then you can host for me. That, is, that was perfect. a shot at that, Steve. And by the way, <laughs> my, my immediate reaction is, oh, a day off. I'll take that. So thank you, Fred. I appreciate it. But that. I travel a lot. Well, listen, always appreciate the time, and sure. thank you for joining us on Anytime. the show. Bernie, it's a fast 30 minutes, but we got a trivia winner. Congrats, and we'll see you back here next week. You got it. All right, uh, we've got John Teicher standing by. You 